0: I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in finally in chapter 31 of the book of the Revelation, the book of Genesis, not the book of the Revelation. We're in chapter 31 of the book of Genesis. And Jacob is going to part company with Laban in this chapter. It's an important chapter. It's a good chapter. Got some great understandings and some great things that you need to see for life. Genesis chapter 31, verse 1 says this. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's son saying, notice there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of talk going on. And he heard the words of Laban's son. And he said, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. And from what was our father's, he has acquired all his wealth. And what happened is that they had a deal and that Jacob would get the wages, meaning he'd get certain of the of the animals that were born. <clears throat> he would get the product of that and then Laban would get the other. And by either hook or crook, by process, I, I, it's not quite clear to me, whether or not Jacob knew something that was important in the way he bred the sheep and the goat, and he knew that from his fathers and just from his general family experience in raising and shepherding and doing that work, or that it was quite clearly the hand of God just stepping in. And I know it was the hand of taking care of him and producing in him great wealth because He's under the promises of God. And remember, even if you're not doing things exactly the right way, even if you're not walking in faith in the way or in the power that you could, God is still blessing you. Because by the way, nobody's doing it really well. And when you when I say really well, is can you imagine the way we're going to be when we get to heaven? When we get to, when we get to glory, can you imagine how it's gonna be for us? We're gonna be, well, we're gonna be in so much faith. We're going to be in so much truth, so much power. We're going to be, it's going to be wonderful. And that's really the only way for me to describe it. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. And the way we are, who we are, we're going to be powerful. We're going to be mighty. We're going to be people of great strength. And what we do and operate and how we live our lives today is so limited. And it's limited by our sin nature it's limited by our minds being corrupted by this world. It's limited by it's limited just by us chasing after the things that are not of God. It's limited by us just now learning how to actually trust God. It's limited by so many things. And God still is blessing you. And for us who are believers, He's blessing you. He's blessing you in ways that you can't even describe. And the very fact that we're able to sit here And to study God's word and to have his hope fill our hearts and our minds up with with goodness and strength and joy. Just the very fact that we could have even that is a great blessing from God. But it's not comparable. It's not comparable to the way it shall be. And so many times what you get worried about we'll say, God is punishing me because I'm going through this. It might be, he might be disciplining you, he might be leading you, he might be trying to train you in something. That that could be. And it probably is in some ways. If you're not if you're not learning and growing, you're dying. That's the way this world works and that's the way God's made it to be. That's true. And if you said to me, God's disciplining me because of the things I've done in the past, I'd say, that's true 100% of the time. You're just telling me something that is a fact all the time. You're not, really, you're not really providing any new information about the situation you're in. The situation you're in is you don't really know how to trust God or walk with him in any real tangible power because you're sinful, and God's trying to teach you how to walk in that faith so that you can have more and more of his goodness and joy and power, and he is probably teaching you through that. Yeah, that's the way it is. And you know what? I'm thankful that he's doing it, aren't you? I'm thankful that he's always at work, aren't you? I'm thankful that uh, that I even know who Jesus is. And as long as I got that, I'm doing pretty good, aren't you? Yes, you are. He says, so Jacob's being blessed. Laban is not a man of faith in Yahweh. We're going to see that because he has household gods. He has things that that are not allowing him to understand that the reason Jacob has been a blessing to him is not because of Jacob, it's because of God. And he's missing out on that. And so when he makes this deal with him, and when he makes this deal with Jacob about the offspring of, of the goats and the sheep, when he, that, when he makes that deal, he doesn't realize that God's going to step in and do his work and work his plan out for Jacob. And the world doesn't. The world doesn't cognizant, the people that you're around are not cognizant of God's work in your life because they're not cognizant of God many times, okay? And they're not going to realize that and they're not always going to show you that. They're just trying to figure it out themselves. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. You're just going to have to understand that the world does not see God. But you do. And uh, praise God, you do. They It said, And Jacob saw the countenance of Laban, and indeed it was not favorable toward him as before. Why? Because now Laban's not getting all the product of Jacob's hand. Laban's just getting what he used to get, which was nothing. He was poor before, and he's going to be poor after Jacob leaves. Why? Because Jacob was the source of his blessing. He said that in the chapter before. He said he's not foolish to not know that God is blessing him because of Jacob. And he realizes that. He's had 20 years of of Jacob serving him, and he's had 20 years of Jacob blessing him, and now that God, they've worked out a deal where either Jacob or him are going to uh, get the fruit of Jacob's labor, God's made it such that Jacob's going to get it, and that may be perhaps because of Jacob, uh, Jacob's knowledge, and it may be perhaps because of God's blessing, and probably it's a whole lot of both. And that's just the way God works. He teaches us. He grows us. We walk in it. We walk by faith. He blesses. He shows. He increases. And that's the plan of God. Woo! We're in it. We're in the plan of... Did I just yell during the Bible study? Sometimes you got to shout to the Lord, right? That's an old Christian song. And you know why I know it's old? Because we did it when I was young and I'm old. He says, Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. Now, he's got the clear instruction of God. Now, whenever you get the clear instruction of God, you got to do what? What God says. I can't say that enough. Faith is hearing God, believing God, and acting and speaking as if what he said is true. That's what faith is. It's hearing God, and you're going to hear God from his word, and then his specific plan for you, his word applied to your your life, your specific life situations. You hear it. You believe it, and then you act upon it. You act upon it with your actions. You act upon it with your speech. You act upon what God says. That's what faith is. That's how you do it. There's no other way to do it. Can I say that to you today? There is no other way to do it. You have got to do it that way. You hear God. Now, if you're not in a position where you're hearing God's word, then you're not going to get God's specific revelation for you because the Holy Spirit's not going to reveal God's word to your life and to what what's going on with you. And then you're not going to have anything to act in faith on. Look, so many people say, I'm just wondering, I don't even know what God's doing. And I always tell them, eat God's word. Be in church. Be where God's word is being taught. Um uh, On your own, read God's word, worship, spend some time singing and praying and considering what God's doing. Do all that and then look around you and see where God's at work and get involved. And so many times the devil gets you off track. And this happens so, so many times in life. He gets us off track. I got my feelings hurt or this didn't work out the way I wanted it to or that didn't seem like I thought it should be and it's not working out. In the way I thought things were gonna work out and then all of a sudden all of a sudden you're off track and you're clearly out of line with what God's told you in the past and it's all based off of the way you see the world or it's all based off of your feelings and listen your feelings can reveal to you things but your feelings are not the truth God's Word is the truth God's Word is the truth not anything else God's word is the truth and I'm saying this to you because it's very important if you're gonna if you're gonna walk with God you gotta hear God act upon what he's saying and do what he says you can't just do it on your own you've got to you got to continue in it you've got to continue doing as God has told you to do and don't don't waver from it head in that direction and like I said sometimes it's tough it's not easy sometimes you do go through struggles even in the middle of doing God's will and God's w- way, you, you're going to have struggles. Continue on in what he said to do. Continue to be who you, he said for you to be. Walk in in the faith he's given you. And And by the way, if he's shown you, if he's put you in a place where he's using you and growing you and making you more and more, Stay there until he tells you to go somewhere, but you'd better get a clear direction for him, from him to go somewhere. And that happens sometimes. That's happening here. Obviously, Jacob never was meant to remain with Laban. That was never going to be the plan of God. A lot of times people just head off and do what they want to do, and they they know they're exactly where God placed them. They know that it's perfect time, perfect season. They're going to be experiencing all the good things that God has for them. Uh, God is, he's, doing his work through in their life. He's just, he's, he, they're in right in the center of God's will and then they wander off. <sighs> Stupid sheep, that's who we are. Just dumb sheep sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> and I'm one of them too. I'm a sheep just like you are. Sure, I'm an under shepherd, but I'm a sheep just like you are. And let me say this, I will wander off. I'll chase a squirrel just as fast as anybody in the world. And that's not God. That's not God. It's that steady, daily, consistent, trusting God's word. That's where it's found at. Just do what God has told you to do. Keep going and going. It may seem monotonous, but boy, is it powerful in the end. Boy, is its is it life-giving. Boy, is there hope in it. Boy, is there strength in it. It just is. I love God's word, don't you? It says, so Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field, to his flock. He heard from God. He's about his business. And he said to them, I see your father's countenance, that it's not favorable toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. What he's saying is, I see how things are working out here. I've heard from God. God is with me. You are my wives, and you know that with all my might, I've served your father. What he's saying is, I've done right by your father. I've not done wrong. I've got no I got I've got nothing to apologize for. He said, and you know that with all my might I've served your father. Verse six, yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God did not allow him to hurt me. What he's saying is, I've done right and God has provided. I've done right and God has shown me how and where and the way I should live. And I'm telling you this because we're fixing to do what God's told us to do. One of the things I did with my wife, when we first started talking about getting married and we were very young, and so many times people say, they're too young to be doing this. I keep going through scripture and I keep going through history. And by the way, I'm a huge history buff. And some of the greatest marriages in history started out with teenagers. And some of the greatest love stories in history started out with teenagers. And uh, the truth is, it ain't got nothing to do with your age. It has to do with your maturity and your character and your willingness to uh, love the other person with all your heart and the willingness to you and them walk with God daily. And let me tell you something, that is what is required. And it's required during the hard times, not just during the easy times. Shall I get off my soapbox? Yes, I shall. He said, and you know that I, that with all my might, I have served your father. Yet your father's deceived me and he's changed my wages 10 times. But God did not allow him to hurt me. If he said thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore speckled. And if he said thus, the streaked shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore, bore streaked. So God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me. What he's saying is God has done his will and I am okay with it. And I have not deceived your father. I've not stolen from him. God has decided and he's decided on my behalf. And let me tell you something. God is going to decide and I can assure you this. He's going to decide on your behalf. It may not be what you say, You may not hear it. You may not understand it. But if you will continue to do what God has told you to do and continue to walk in the way God has told you to walk, he will give you the increase and he'll allow you to see the might of his hand at work around you. And why would you leave that? Why would you ever do anything that would cause you to not experience that, to not walk into that, in that, to not have that? That it just doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense that you would do that. And so it happened at that time, at the time when the flocks conceived, that I lifted my eyes and he said, I lifted my eyes. And saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked, speckled, and gray spotted. He's gonna tell them what he's seen. And there's a dream here, and he's gonna tell them that God is speaking to him. And let me say this. When this is I think this is probably a good spot to nestle down. Uh this the truth is that when God is speaking to your spouse and God is moving, especially to your husband for you wives out there, when God's moving in your husband's heart, you follow your husband. When God is speaking to him as the head of the household, follow him, help him, to help him know <clears throat> where God's word is and where God's truth is. But the truth is, you need to follow your husband. And when God is speaking to you men, he's speaking blessings not only for you, but he's speaking blessings for your family and for life to come. And so you should always chase after it. You should always do that because not only is he blessing you but he is creating a heritage of faith for your family and your children and for the generations that are going to follow and for you to not hear those things and just allow the momentary pleasures of this world and the momentary things that go on in life that that would cause you to get off track is foolishness it's absolutely foolishness do what god has told you to do and if he's not giving you any other direction You keep doing what God has told you to do. Just because somebody gets upset, somebody gets emotional about it, do what God has told you to do. And I can promise you this. If you'll continue to do what God has told you to do, he's going to bless you. He blessed Jacob. Jacob was not a perfect man in any way. Surely the way you've, I've shown you throughout scripture here that Jacob is not in any way a picture of perfection in scripture. We're still, he's still going to be dealing with himself just in a little while in the next chapter he's still going to be dealing with all these struggles but the truth is that god's hand was on him because he was god's and god had a purpose for him and jacob as he gets older and older, figures out that i need to walk in that purpose and that will and i need to listen to god and he was faithful to be true to his word, to his father-in-law. He has matured a lot here. He has grown a lot here. And so I would say to you that he is he's doing and being what he's supposed to be. And God is blessing him in that. What is the lesson for today? The lesson for today is eventually God is going to reveal to you the great blessings he has given you and has been given you in your obedient faith. Obedience that's born of faith. Not obedience for obedience sake, but obedience that's born by faith. He's going to reveal that to you. And then he's going to ultimately reveal your purpose in the world. And that is what he's doing with Jacob here. And amen. Praise God that he's doing that and that he's going to do that for you. And I want to be encouraging to you today. He is going to do that for you. And where you find God at work, where you find God at work in a way that is wholly unique and different than anything you could ever imagine, and you get to be a part of it, remain, struggle, become, and receive all of his best. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.